0: Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast. I'm Tammy Brown, and together my husband Matt and I founded Sandals Church with the vision of helping people to be real with themselves, God, and others. Out of that vision came a personal burden to inspire and challenge women to cultivate kindness towards one another. My heart for Cultivate is to come alongside women so that we can grow spiritually wise, relationally kind, emotionally healthy, and connected in community. This podcast is my way of inviting you to join me for real conversations about what God's Word has to say and what it looks like for us, real women, to cultivate it into our everyday lives. Always keeping in mind that we might not be where we want to be, but if we pursue this, we won't be where we were. No, I'm excited today because... Actually, I'm not excited. I just started this whole thing offline. I'm a little nervous today because we are doing um, some Q&As that you guys have, which I always love, but I'm always quite nervous that I will answer them, how I'll answer them, or if I even should speak to them. But um, I'm joined today by Tiffany Perry, who is our Cultivate supervisor, and yeah. I'm super excited. If you don't know, Tiffany, she runs most of what happens in cultivate she keeps <laughs> she keeps me going which is what exact she's like my handler like Tammy you need to be here from here to here and you're I'm like thank you Tiffany so um a lot of the good things that happen with cultivate happen cuz he you, tips so thanks. thank you so much
1: I appreciate that um
0: so we got some questions We did don't
1: don't be scared they're good questions yeah so we called for some kindness questions cuz all month long we've been talking about Kindness and mm-hmm. what it looks like, mm-hmm. and myths. Um, so, this first question that we got, I think, um, I don't think we've ever answered a question like this before, but it's a good one, oh. and probably we've answered a lot of questions. <laughs> so. um, but might be one that women um, find themselves in, and that is, how do I defend my faith kindly when coworkers scoff and belittle me for it? So, this could apply within work or just life in general, I think.
0: That's a really good question. Um, Man, It's I wish there was a really good answer for this question. And again, I I don't necessarily feel super qualified to give the best answer in it, but I'll just give my thoughts on it, which is, um, I feel like the word defend can feel a little aggressive, not just outward, but even the pressure you're putting on yourself yeah. um, to defend your faith. Um, because what it makes us think is that we need to have an argument. And there, I mean, there are scriptures to say, like, be ready to defend it, but not for the sake of arguing or defending. But what I, this is why I just think, and this is such like a, a simple answer, that's just the hardest thing of, that's why it's so important that we have God's word in us. Mm. Because here's the thing is when you're trying to defend it, um, it can feel like an argument, but right. when God's word's in us, it's coming out of us. So good. And so I think maybe the way I would want to answer this is to get you to shift a little bit in the way you're seeing this is to not to not consider it that you have to have an argument to defend it, even in kindness, to think less about the argument to defend and more about the way that you live and let that speak for itself. Mm, so when you're at work, are you a person that joins in on the gossip around the office? Are you a person that... Um, Is negative and disparaging and griping and dishonoring maybe to leadership or what are all of the ways that you're actually defending your faith without Mm -hmm. saying anything at all about why you need to defend your faith? I think that's the perspective I would take is just the way we live our lives defends so much about our faith and then constantly be looking for opportunities. Because when you live your life, this is what I've seen, what I've experienced in my own life, and what I've seen in other people that I look up to spiritually. Are the ones that they're not arguing with me about what, what they believe. I'm watching it play out. And here's what I've I've done in my own life, and I encourage um, anyone listening to do is look for opportunities, opportunities when someone's hurting to say, I noticed that you're hurting today or you don't seem right. Like, is can I pray for you? Yeah. And and that's that's an, an crack in the door to say, I am what I believe. And when people aren't okay and they're thinking about it, you're going to come to mind. And it won't be a place to have to defend or, or prepare an argument because they'll see you be you know, kind, yeah. patient, honoring, gentle, have empathy, um, have credibility in your character and how you conduct yourself at work. All of that every single day is defending your faith. And so, when push comes to shove, now there is something to be said about being ready to explain why you believe what you believe, but not just defending your faith. And and when uh, we had an episode months ago about this um, with Matt, and then with Claude Hickman too, also about being ready to to share, like this this is what Jesus has meant for me. Yeah, I was lost. And then share your story and then and but Jesus, that's that's the best argument because what what I think what we've learned, or what I've learned, is that arguing doesn't get you anywhere. True. If people come into it wanting an argument, they've already had their mind made up. There's no convincing you're gonna do. You know, th- there's the scripture, and I'm not sure what it is, but it says don't cast your pearls before swine. Yeah. And what that is meaning is the What your faith is, is beautiful. It's precious. It's a pearl. Yeah. And before swine, that doesn't mean an evil person, but it means like a pig. It's it's putting something in front of something that has no value to them. Right. And someone who's coming at you to argue against your faith, where you feel defensive and need to defend it, they don't actually care about the good things that you might want to have anyway. Yeah. And so I've said this before. I feel like our kindness is the loudest voice we have. Mm-hmm. Our character gives us credibility and that gives us the opportunity. And so maybe shift your thinking from making an argument to defend your faith and instead cultivate your testimony. Why why do you follow Jesus? What has he done for your life? Cuz you can't speak to what everyone else needs to do, but you can speak from a place of here's what I've experienced. I was lost but now I'm found. Yeah. You know, and also don't forget that how you live matters. Every single day. For you to think that you have a one-time argument to defend, it is really uh, it's it's really f- a, a false way to think about it because yeah. you're defending your faith every day at work. When you clock in, 10 minutes late, when you leave early, when you're, you know, all of those things are saying what you believe. And so I I don't know. I I think that it, and then there's this, if you do find yourself in a, in a conversation about trying to defend your faith, if you will, above all else, love, right? Like, like the Bible is saying, um, in 1 Corinthians 13, verse th- 13, after it goes through what love is, it's patient, it's kind, it's long-suffering. It ends with, now faith, hope, love remain. These three things, and the greatest is love. Yeah. When all else fails, if they go low, you go high. And mm-hmm. I think Michelle Obama said that. <laughs> um, but what that means is you need to be the one to have the discernment and the perspective to know you might be right about what you're saying and be so wrong about how you start treating this person. So if you find yourself getting into a heated argument to back off and just say, I, I appreciate your perspective. You know, I care about you as a person. Um, I, all I can speak to is who Jesus has been to me and what I've seen him do in my own life and treat that person with dignity and honor mm. and know that, that that is a defense of what you actually believe about who you are. That's because so if great. Jesus is saying, above all else, Love. If you find yourself in there, you need to land in loving that person. And what that probably will look like is you treat them respectfully. You're not insulting them or demeaning them or even treating them stupid. If they, they're not where you're at spiritually. I I see that happen a lot of like, well, you're not where I am. And so let me help you. Spiritual condescension. Yes. I call that. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's the best way to say that. I'm so glad you said that. Cause I'm like, I know what I mean, but I don't know how to say it. Yes. I mean that. That is not love. No. You know, Mm-mm. so to, to remember the Bible that you can them. be right and be so wrong. Yeah. And sometimes in defending our faith, I think we can be right. We're saying the right things. We're making the right argument, but we're so wrong in our approach. Oh,
1: gosh, and yeah.
0: I think it's easier to think you need to defend your faith um, and instead of knowing that you Living your faith every single day is, mm. is the loudest voice you have. Now, it does say when co-workers scoff and belittle me for it. I mean, think of how in that regard, I mean, none of us are Jesus, right? But think about I think about sometimes in scripture where why does the Bible go so deep into like the hardships Jesus had, the way he was treated on the cross, the way his friends abandoned him? Yeah. The the Bigger thread or theme of that is like I understand. Mm. And I think in the, you know, in the Jesus was belittled, he was mocked, he was scoffed, and yet he still responded in that way. So to know that you can go to God in that. Like you don't have to argue to them. You go to Jesus. You muster up whatever kindness you can as your defense. And I don't mean be a doormat. That doesn't mean you let people just be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like like, I, you know, I don't want to be a part of this. You're like, let's just end it here before we say something we don't, you know, mm-hmm. that we regret or let's not dishonor one another, you know, kind of a deal. And then you go lose it to Jesus, you <laughs> know, like <laughs> right. knowing that he's been, he was belittled in the worst way. He gets it. He he gets it. And and he's for you. You know, sometimes it's, it's just, it's just not. It's not that cut and dry. right? And so I, I don't know. I think that, um, that that's my first thought on it. A couple more verses to cultivate is, I keep your word close to my heart so that I won't sin against you. That goes back to when you know God's word, you don't have to articulate a defense. Because it'll be in you and, it, and the Holy Spirit will help you navigate when to press a little and when to back off and how to have that discernment. Um, Romans 12 two, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the remo- renewing of your mind so that you can figure out what God's will is, what is good and pleasing and mature. Sometimes the most mature thing you, you can do is not engage in an argument. Mm-hmm. Jesus knew when to engage and he knew when to dust off his sandals and walk away. Yeah, And I think we need to do the same. And so I I would say that I'm sorry. Like I have been scoffed and I have been belittled for what I believe. And it's frustrating. And it's also just painful because you love God and you love Jesus. And you're just like one of the things most valuable to you and someone else is like diminishing that, like it's so personal and hurtful. And so I, I just, I'm sorry that you experienced that. I'm sorry, you know, that you, um, that you, you're going through that. I would just, again, I think going to God on that and asking for opportunities, like I said, check yourself, like you need to get real with yourself is the way that I'm conducting myself as an employee here and a coworker without any words defending my faith Mm -hmm. every single day. If it's not, make it right. When you know better, you do better. You start tomorrow. You go in tomorrow and you do better. And and you just grow in that way. And your, your voice will start to have credibility, which will then give you opportunity. Then opportunity is you can share about what God's done for you and say, and this can happen for you too. And then also look for those opportunities where you can, when maybe everyone else... You know, goes low or they isolate someone or someone's hurting, where you can come in and try to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I mean, it's just, it's not cut and dry. It's not easy. Every day might look different, but yeah, that's kind of my thought on that one. Yeah. That's a good question, but it's 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 really good. I know.
1: So hard. As you were talking, I thought of, um, that verse from 1 Peter, which is addressing women towards their husband, but you should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the Mm -hmm. unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. Mm -hmm. And like you said, sometimes the kindest thing we can do is not say something, Mm -hmm. you know, and navigating that balance between, you know, what's what's the kind word and what's the, we're not going to agree on this, but I still care about you and you're still important. And then walking away from that, knowing that, you choosing that honorable path is so precious to mm-hmm, God. Mm-hmm. Like that character within you. Yeah. That willingness to like sacrifice, well, here's what I think. Or right. I'm right. Is so precious to God.
0: Yeah. 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 And I and I even think don't don't feel um don't feel ashamed or embarrassed to be able to say, like, I know, man, I know some of the ways that I am, like, have not been a good picture. Humility. Of what I believe yeah. and uh, that like I'm disappointed in myself, but you know, even having these conversations and being asked this is challenging me to know my own faith better. That's great. And advice. to do better. Like, you know, no one can hold something or or shame you or scoff at you when you own it. It takes the power away from it. You know, so, and good. so yeah. yeah, that's a good question. But yeah, it was a good one. I hope that was
1: helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's other people that relate to that, too. Okay, so this next question, we actually have gotten quite a bit, because I think it's an issue a lot of women face. But we last month spent a lot of time about talking um, about boundaries and setting Mm -hmm. healthy boundaries, gatekeeping our lives. But when it relates to kindness, how can we be kind and still set healthy boundaries with family,
0: particularly (laughs) in-laws? Oh my gosh. (laughs) The in-laws. This is probably the question I get asked most often is navigating daughter-in-law, mother-in-law relationship. Yeah. And this is when I go to my son and I'm like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Be careful who you marry." married. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationships, and this says in-laws, so I, I said, yeah. it's a very tricky thing to navigate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I went, you know, I, I'm lucky in the sense that my... In laws love Jesus, but I think you know. With that being said, you might think, "Well, you guys love Jesus; they love Jesus, so everything works out." <laughs> that's just not. That's not life. No. And it's not. you know, they they lived a certain way before I came into the picture. I lived a certain way before them. My family has a culture and a history and a way of living, and and there there things that are great and their brokenness. And that Matt's family had has their things that are great and then their own set of brokenness. And so then you're mushing all that together. When it comes to mother-in-laws, like Matt always says this, he's like, They're like two mama hens it's just like does not go well. Because it's like, you know, um, mother-in-laws like have their ways and how they've parented. And then you have yours and it is a tension to manage for sure, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Like I think right. sometimes we get caught up in that any tension to manage means something's bad or wrong. Sometimes it's just attention to manage. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there are times when I've got it really right with my mother-in-law and sometimes I've been the worst and sometimes she's gotten it really right with me, and sometimes she's hurt me, whether she meant to or not, whether I meant to or not. It's just, it's a tricky place to navigate, you know. Um, figuring out how to have boundaries with one another, you know, I don't, I don't know how I'll be. And I think that's where I give, I, I have to find grace. Is like, I think in-laws help us to see some things that. Um, I think it's, okay, let me start with this. I think it's easiest to see everything we don't like. Right. I think it's a practice to look for what we like. And I think I cannot take everything I love about my husband without giving any credit to my in-laws. That's so good. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's not like he didn't come from that. Like there's so much in Matt that they instilled in him. That's what I love. And so how can I say I love Matt if I don't love and say I don't Love them, yeah. you know even mm-hmm. even if there's things that we disagree on or ways that we disagree about being with people, so that's one facet, another mm-hmm. facet is obviously, like to think of what I try to do when I think that there's um, a different way about it, like I have my way, they have their way, however that, I try to think about like okay well. Where did they come from? What was their family dynamic like? Because obviously I'm bringing my family dynamic into mm-hmm. it, you know, and to catch myself from being, criti- criti- from being critical. But the two things I think I try to keep in mind most when it comes to in-laws, and again, I can only speak from my own experience. is Well, I'm going to say three things. It's super important to me the way Matt loves my family, Mm -hmm. Matt is really good about loving my family. And my family has had its share of drama, its share. And Matt could easily jump in and be like, well, your family is crazy, (laughs) whatever, you know. And he'd be right. He chooses, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes, um, he chooses to try to, when I'm low, he tries to bring me high with my family. Mm. And I know how much that I feel loved by that. Yeah, You know, he doesn't, when I'm low, he doesn't jump low with me. And so I think that's our, our tendency, though. Mm-hmm. And so to when, win when, people to our yeah. side, yeah. And so I try to remember with his family that e- even on even on their worst day, whatever that looks like. Now I say that with my in laws; they're good people, you know, yeah. but they still have worst days. We yeah. all have a worst day. On their worst day, to know that me pointing that out to my husband doesn't hurt my in laws. It. It hurts him. Mm. Those are his parents, right? You know, and th- in the same way that it drives me nuts when people criticize Matt or I to our kids, because it's not their fault. Yeah. <laughs> like, like who yeah. we are, you right. know? Um, To remember that I, a way to love my husband is to love his parents. Yeah, and that doesn't mean I agree with everything. I think I I am different than his family. We had different families, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, We had we we're just we're really really different, and there's just dynamics that come into that. Matt, there's only boys in that family. Matt's mom, she raised only boys. You know, Uh, it's different. Mm -hmm. I only have girls, so like there was a different type of sensitivity to it. Like moms who raise all boys, men they have thicker skin, they, <laughs> you know, and then dads who raise all girls, they, they're like more, like, yeah. it's just, and so we're coming together and just to know it's, it's just different. Yeah. And um, so I, I, the things I think about is like I said, one, how, how a way I feel most loved by Matt is when he loves my family when they're at their worst. Because, That's not the sum total of who they are. And I love them. Mm -hmm. The other way is that I love Matt. Mm -hmm. And so a way that I can love Matt is to have grace for things with the in-laws. The third thing is, and here's where it gets... (laughs) we're called to honor our father and mother. And what does that look like? And I, Matt and I have helped so many people navigate this because this is one of the most asked questions is how we navigate in-laws is, you know, at the end of it all, like what is honoring them look like? Mm -hmm. And it's, I will say this, it's so much the same thing as what we've talked about kindness look like. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it looks like choosing to not be critical when you could. Sometimes it looks like, Saying something nice or showing up for something when you didn't want to. You know, i I am at I'm at such a middle ground right now with my kids. like they're, you know, a couple of them are ready. In, almost in that married place of like, what do I want that relationship to look like? And so like, I can't imagine my daughter's like not coming home for any kind of family dinner or something because their spouse didn't like me. Like if their spouse isn't my favorite, I still want to see my kids. So I better yeah, figure out what is my 100%. favorite, you know? And yeah. so, and, and here, here's something no one wants to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, Tammy Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you're modeling for your kids the way you'll be treated by by them. Oh, yeah. If they see that you're constantly critical of the in-laws, you're going to be those in-laws someday. Mm-hmm. If you say, we're not going to this because it's not my most fun and this person might say this or that person does this or whatever, you're you're modeling how to treat and how to honor, and that will be you. <laughs> so right. outside of it being something God told us to do, you're making your own bed. Mm. You're sowing something that you will reap. (coughs) Excuse me. And I don't want, I I am at a place where I think about that a lot. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I hold my tongue when I could be critical because I think, I don't want my kids to see that this is okay when I'm on the other end of it. You know, that's a selfish reason, but what it does is it gets me to the right place. And so I, I know that I drive my in-laws nuts and there's things that I've done or said or ways about me that isn't their favorite and they still show up and they still love me. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of overlooking, right? Like I, there's a lot of overlooking that comes with... Marriage. With, with <laughs> marriage. With, the, with family. With family. Yeah. and um, The dynamics you know, of family. And, mm-hmm. and I, th- I think that when you forget that some things about you are being overlooked as well, it's right. easy to—in the same way of marriage. Like, I used to focus so much on what Matt did that bothered me. And one day, I, for whatever reason, like, caught my—I caught Matt look at something I'd said or done. And I could see on his face, like— He's overlooking this. And for whatever reason, I. it was the first time I thought, he over- I, I bothered him right now. You know, like it was the first time it occurred to me that maybe I do things that bother him that he also mm. overlooks. I think that same thing ha- has to happen with your in-laws, you yeah. know, of just—now, um, some in-laws are— crazy. I don't know <laughs> what to say it. Like they are too involved and you do have to have better boundaries. So, so that is going to be the heavy lifting that you do because it's the right thing to do for your marriage, to love your husband and to model to your children yeah. of, you know, maybe, maybe in, instead of, you know, what the best way to do this, sorry, I'm tripping all over my words cause I want, I want to articulate this well, but, um, is, is clarity Mm. Like we're going to come from this time to this time. And if they freak out over it, just be like, I love you, but we also have this family over here. Or it's okay to say, we love you guys. We're going to spend time with you, but we want to spend time with just our kids alone here. Um, It's going to take some work on the front end to be clear before you're picking up mess on the back end. Yeah. So it's my firm belief that it's better to have it be uncomfortable than to have it become an implosion of mess on the back end back end. Right. You know, there there are things that with both Matt and I's family, like he he overlooks some stuff. Like my sister and I are ridiculous when we're together. It drives him nuts, but he knows I love my sister. You know, he makes sure we see them. He makes sure that there's a place for that. You know, um Matt's parents just moved here. And it, it's a tricky place because we are super busy, but it's like how can we see them, they see us, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're happy to have them close because they are getting older and that doesn't mean they need us every day, but it is better to have them close so that when they need us, we can yeah. be there, you know? Right. And so uh, what I would say is boundaries are important in every relationship. In certain relationships though, boundaries might look like you, you don't have time and space with those people Mm. But I would say, barring flat out abuse, that doesn't get to be an option with the in-laws. Yeah, um, that they they are a relationship that needs to be honored, and sometimes that that means overlooking an offense. Like, right, we're we're called to overlook offenses to have grace and I think our in-laws probably put us to the test (laughs) of practicing that the most Um, as we do them you know like I already know whoever Ethan marries I'm gonna be like I'm still his number one. Okay. <laughs> I'm his mama. Back off. <laughs> and you have a son. You know yes. what I mean. Yeah. And then this girl's going to come in and take him away and be like, we, we actually <laughs> know. Like I, know. I was here first. Oh, gosh. And so I, I don't know what that feels like yet. Yeah. You know, it's and truth. I think I'm moving into a place where I think about that a lot more often. Right. And... um like with one of the girls' boyfriends, you know, they're really serious, their family lives close by, and so we share that time. And so Matt and I have had to decide like what do we what do we want like the relationship with our these potential co-grandparents or co-in-laws to look like. Yeah. And so it's lo- it's looked to like no, it's okay if you go over there at this time because I want them to have that same feeling towards us. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of of give like
1: yeah, yeah, that's just honorable and you know compromise. you mm-hmm. being willing to compromise, and, and some
0: in laws are super close. Like yeah. I, I've seen it all. I, I've, you know, I thought, I it would look this certain way before we got <laughs> married. Yeah, and then I, it didn't look that way because I probably was unrealistic, mm. and. Um, then it didn't look that way. And then I was critical. Mm -hmm. Then I was Mm -hmm. mad. Then I grieved. And now it's like, part of it is accepting people for who they are instead of who you think they should be or who you want them to be. Um, But at the end of the day, like those people raised your person. Mm. And if, if you have no other reason in the world to do your best, to show kindness and honor to them, that. That should be enough, yeah. And that you'll answer to God for it.
1: (laughs) I mean, if you care about that. (laughs) Well, I think kudos for the person who asked that question because for sure you wouldn't ask that if the relationship didn't matter to you, right? Like you care. You're trying trying to get it right, right? You're trying to pursue kindness in that, so that that's a credit to you. So that's awesome. Well, I think those were like our two top questions that came in.
0: Really? Yeah, two questions, huh? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, there was others, but uh, I think we're going to save some and tackle them at another time. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, you guys, I appreciate, you know, you guys asking questions, because I think it's good to have the real conversation. I think at the end of the day, all of us are trying to get this right. Yeah. All of us are, you know, maybe not where we want to be. But with having these conversations, cultivating God's word, talking about it in community, we get closer to who— to that place we yeah. want to be. Yeah. And so I'm grateful for these questions. You know, I'm I'm just so proud of all the women who are part of cultivate whether you go to Sandals Church or not because what you're doing is pursuing growth. Mm-hmm. You're pursuing spiritual maturity. You're by the by these questions, you're you're pursuing relational kindness, and you're pursuing emotional health. And I just applaud that because it is an intention. Some days we skate into that, and some ways we claw our way yeah. <laughs> through it. Yeah. And but, but that is the hard work to get to the other side, which is where I think we experience so much of God's goodness. So yeah. thanks for listening. Thanks for bringing these questions and just even giving me a voice in your ear to consider what this might look like because I for sure am not where I want to be Mm -hmm. but I'm not where I was even a year ago so with God God's (laughs) grace and goodness so all right we'll talk to you guys later bye thanks for listening to the Cultivate Podcast if you were
2: encouraged by what you heard we kindly ask you to share this episode through Apple Podcasts Google Play or wherever you listen to podcasts then tell a friend We'd love our conversation to help you start your own. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave a review. We love hearing what you think, and we know others will too. Cultivate Women exists to help women like you grow spiritually wise in a community of kindness. If you attend Sandals Church, join us as we live out what we're learning on the weekends by using our weekly reflection guide. This is written by women for women so that you can cultivate the truth of God's word into your life. Find it every Monday at cultivate.sc/discussion. You can keep up to date on all things Cultivate by following Cultivate Women on Instagram and Facebook by visiting our website at cultivate.sc. Because Cultivate is just one piece of the ministry of Sandals Church, be sure to find our current and archived sermons from Pastor Matt Brown at sandalschurch.tv or go to sandalschurch.com to visit a campus near you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Debrief podcast where Pastor Matt is giving real answers to tough questions from the Bible. Find it at debrief.show or wherever you find podcasts friends until we connect again here or in person remember cultivate kindness